Hey everyone, it's Jen and Jess from the beauty podcast, Fat Mascara, here to talk about Sol de Janeiro. So many of the beauty experts we interview on our show say that the key to great skin is to treat every inch of your body with the same attention you give your face. One of our favorite ways to do that is with Sol de Janeiro's Beja Flor Elastic Cream, a rich body cream that's clinically proven to boost collagen and has been shown to improve skin crepiness on the chest in just two weeks. Plus, it's scented with Sol de Janeiro's Charosta 68 fragrance. Sol de Janeiro is offering you 10% off your first order on soldejanero.com and free shipping with the code ACAST10. That's S-O L-D-E-J-A-N-E-I-R-O soldajanero.com and use the code ACAST10 for 10% off. It's a good show. You, ooh, you, ooh, are a natural beaut. You, ooh, you, ooh, are a natural beaut. Natural beaut. Natural beaut. Natural beaut. Oh, yeah. Hey, honeys, welcome to this special edition of Natribute. I'm calling this the October Frights and Delights. Now, the reason I'm releasing this little mini episode this week is because I had some fun this weekend, and it had nothing to do with beauty. So I thought if I put this on an intro for my episode, people might be like, hey, wait a minute, damn it. I tuned in to listen to Makeup Talk. I don't want to hear about your spooky weekend, Jackie. So then I thought, you know what? I'm going to release this as a bonus. So if you don't want to hear it, you don't have to. But you should you should download it, okay? You should listen to it. I guess you're already listening to it if you heard me say that. So... For all of October, I'm going to be doing a special mini episode all about frights and delights because it's October, honey. And what is October? Spooky times, okay? There's so much going on. So I wanted to give everybody a little review of the last weekend. Um, I'm married to a horror enthusiast, so a horror enthusiast, and We always go do lots of spooky things during the month of October. And this last weekend was no exception. So, I'm going to choose one thing to be my fright and one thing to be my delight and share it with everybody. So, I say we start with the fright first. So, this past weekend, I went to the Queen Mary. Now, if you don't know what the Queen Mary is, let me tell you what it is. It's a big old ship that is located in the port of Long Beach, California. We all know Long Beach, right? Where Snoop Dogg and Cameron Diaz are from, among many other things. The Queen Mary uh, is a big, gigantic ship. And let's see, uh, her maiden voyage was in May of 1936. At the time, she was considered the greatest ocean liner ever built. So it's a very exciting um, historical landmark of California. There's authentic art deco decor with stunning views of the Pacific Ocean and the Long Beach City skyline. Now, okay, let's see. The Queen Mary features 35,000 square feet of event space. Wow, it's big. Basically, it's a big old ship, okay? Now, the Queen Mary ain't going nowhere. It has been bolted to the side of the pier. However, it's a huge tourist attraction. And every October, they do the Queen Mary Dark Harbor. So. Uh, The Queen Mary has been dubbed one of the top 10 most haunted places on Earth by Time magazine. 
So there's real ghosts there as well as a lot of teenagers that live in Long Beach that have a, you know, job for the fall playing ghoulies in the various mazes. So, of course, we had to go check it out on opening night because my husband uh, is the host of Horny for Horror, the very popular comedy horror podcast. We got to go and be there for the press night. And I just wanted to say thank you to the Queen Mary Dark Harbor for having us. Now I'm going to give everybody my review of the experience. So this is for all of the uh, SoCal honeys out there that are looking for some thrills. Let me tell you just what it says on the website about the event, just so you know exactly what you're getting yourself into. Because not all horror mazes are created equal, okay? It says, Dark Harbor is an intense and scary Halloween experience at the Queen Mary. Due to the nature of the historic ship and surrounding facilities, some locations are not wheelchair accessible. And then it lists the ones that are, um, which I appreciate. Oh, it also says there is uh, a 4D theater, the Meat Locker Bar, the Big Top Experience, and live entertainment. So basically... This is a night of just fun, spookiness, laughs with your pals. There's something for everybody. The tickets start at about $30, and that's for, like, the bare bones. I think that means you have to get there early, but you can stay all night. You get there early for $30, and then you have to pay $30 to park your car. They also have other levels. They have the Evil Express. That is $107. Then you get a front of line to all of the mazes. And then the VIP experience is $125. That gets you... The Evil Express front of line, plus the entrance to the RIP lounge and two drink tickets. So Adam and I, we got the full VIP treatment. I want to say shout out to those RIP lounge VIPs. We had a lovely time up there. Um, And then there's also rides. One of the rides they have this year is the Sinister Swings. These are actually Sinister Swings from Michael Jackson's Neverland Ranch. So they truly are very controversial. So if you want to ride on some uh, some swings from the Neverland Ranch, you can do that. It's $5 a ride. They have fire-breathing people walking around. I saw a lady walking around with a snake wrapped around her body, sort of like the Britney Spears I'm a Slave for You video, but she had, like, ghoulie makeup on. Uh, I saw a, a duo singing, like, spooky songs. So there's lots of entertainment. There's a haunted hookah lounge. There's DJs. There's a monster dance party. There's pubs and grub. If you're a foodie, if you're a drinky, they got drinks for you. They got grub for you. They have whiskey flights. They have an ice bar. They even have secret bars inside some of the mazes. So if you open a door, you could end up having a drink with a ghoulie. So that might be exciting if you're really into um, signature cocktails, exciting food. Um, That's really exciting. Now let's get to the nitty-gritty, the mazes. Here are my initial thoughts. So, first off, stunning makeup and costumes. This is Natch Butte, after all. Clearly, they hired very, very professional special effects makeup artists because every single ghoul, 
goblin, monster, clown. Everybody looked fantastic. The costumes were great. And can I just say, everyone was very committed, and I think the acting was excellent. And this is very important to me, especially as a performer, because it's all about commitment. These ghoulies, very committed. My favorite actor was a a woman playing a little, like, scary little girl, and I think she was holding, like, a creepy old teddy bear, and she walked right up to Adam, and she goes, I want to play jump rope with your insides. And I found it to be very, very scary and alluring. So she was great. In terms of the mazes, they're very dangerous. Now, I read earlier what it said at the top. You're literally on a ship from the 1930s, and they convert it into a haunted maze. There are huge metal steps that are very narrow. There's lots of uneven walkways. If me being a real square, I was very nervous I was going to fall, if I'm being honest. And again, uh, keep in mind that this is not wheelchair accessible. Some of their mazes are, but some of the ones on the ship are not. Uh, Like I said, it's a it's an old ship and they converted it into a haunted house so i'm telling you it's a very fun authentic experience you really you really can't get anywhere else but the queen mary dark harbor so i feel it was a little dangerous the metal stairs in the dark there were a lot of really dark parts which was scary But again, me being like a square, I kept thinking, well, I'm about to fall and bust my butt. And the other part of it was that it was very crowded. So I'm telling you, it was opening night. Everybody wanted to be there. So they slowly let everybody into the maze. And I think because of the nature of the mazes, how there's so much to see... Sometimes they would get a little bottleneck, so there'd be like a ton of people trying to get through. Imagine like a line to go to the bathroom at a concert, but you're in a haunted house on a ship. That's what it felt like in certain points. So that was a little too much for me. Like, oh, I'm on metal stairs in the dark with strangers all around, and we're all in a line trying to get out. That happened a few times, and it was a little scary. So if you're into that kind of thing, you would really love this. That didn't happen all the time, but it did happen a few times. And I feel, again, that's the nature of being on a ship while in a haunted maze. Um, so that were those were the things that I felt were a little uncomfortable for me. But, oh, and the other thing... <laughs> And this is, again, more of a personal preference. If you are a person who likes to go to haunted houses during this time of year, then you know all the tropes of the haunted houses. One of the ones that I am kind of over is lots of stuff hanging down in your face that you have to physically move out of the way with your arms. The Queen Mary loves this, okay? Like big, dirty burlap strips, uh, like old clothes. Like, you know, you have to like fish your way through. By the end of the night, I was like, enough with the dirty old strips in my face. I had to weave through so many dirty strips. I mean, they were coming at me in every maze. I felt like I had to duck a lot. I felt like I had to walk with my back crooked. Like, you know, I had to crouch while walking. So there's a lot of little tiny spaces. There are certain parts where you can crawl, and then they also have an option for you to not crawl because they know people are, you know, like me. I'm like, honey, I'm too over this shit. But if you're into that, Again, you're going to love it. Uh, It is cold and flu season, so I was a little like, get all these dirty strips out of my face. But you know what? Again, that's part of what we do. Um, 
Let's see. Yes, I was wearing $250 True Religion jeans. Big mistake. Do not dress up. If you go to the Queen Mary, wear your play clothes. Get ready to get dirty and raw because, like I said, you're going to be rubbing up against people. You're going to be rubbing up against ghoulies. You're going to be walking through a bunch of dirty burlap strips hanging from the ceiling. You're going to, you know, you might be crawling. So don't wear your nice clothes. That was a mistake. Um, And then, lastly, I just want to say, I didn't get to see the captain walking around, but on the website, his makeup looks incredible. He's like a old sea captain that clearly like went under and the barnacles started growing on him and stuff. It sounds very exciting, but that's the whole scoop for Queen Mary Dark Harbor. If you're interested in going, then check it out. Go to queenmary.com and click on the Dark Harbor. Get you some tickets and have yourself a good time. Oh, yeah. Hey, everyone. It's Jen and Jess from the beauty podcast, Fat Mascara, here to talk about Sol de Janeiro. So many of the beauty experts we interview on our show say that the key to great skin is to treat every inch of your body with the same attention you give your face. One of our favorite ways to do that is with Sol de Janeiro's Beja Flor Elastic Cream, a rich body cream that's clinically proven to boost collagen and has been shown to improve skin crepiness on the chest in just two weeks. Plus, it's scented with Sol de Janeiro's Charosta 68 fragrance. Sol de Janeiro is offering you 10% off your first order on soldejanero.com and free shipping with the code ACAST10. That's S-O- L-D-E-J-A-N-E-I-R-O soldajanero.com and use the code ACAST10 for 10% off. Oh, yeah. Now, that's my fright. Now let me tell you about my delight for the week, okay? So I don't really think I've ever brought up the Beatles on Natch Butte, but the Beatles are very, very very important to me. Um, I mean, arguably the best band of all time, the most influential band of all time. Don't at me if you don't agree. I don't really care. But um, the Beatles mean a lot to me. I uh, I had a Beatles cover band at my wedding. My dad had a Beatles cover band at his wedding to my stepmom. Both of my parents are huge Beatles fans. It's a way to like connect me to them. I just really love them. And um, if anyone out there is a podcast nerd. You might have heard me on Screw It. We're just going to talk about the Beatles, Will Hines' Beatles podcast. I've been on it several times. I think my favorite episode I did was the vocals episode because we sing all these Beatles songs and I'm one of the vocalists on that. So check that out if you're interested. But if you ever have the opportunity to see a Beatle perform, now we're only down to two. There's Paul McCartney, who is about to go on tour again, a world tour. And there's Ringo Starr. So I love Ringo. And last weekend in Los Angeles, Ringo Starr and his all-star band came through town. And I got to tell y'all all about it real quick. So the Beatles are very important to me. There's nothing like seeing a Beatle in person. A Beatle doing their thing. And I'm telling y'all, if you want to do it, you need to do it quick. Okay? Because... We're losing time. You got to see the Beatles, as much of them as you can. Like I said, Paul's going on tour. So Google that and definitely go. But let's talk about Ringo Starr for a minute, okay? Ringo Starr, uh, the drummer for the Beatles, among many other accomplishments, he was the narrator for Thomas the Tank Engine, for all you kids out there. (laughs) When I used to babysit my cousin, I was like, is that Ringo Starr? Yes, it is. What a prolific career. Um... 
He's not only the drummer for the Beatles, but he's also a very remarkable person in many ways. Uh, First off, he has the same birthday as my mom, which is July 7th. Shout out to those cancers. He overcame very humble beginnings. Listen, there's there's a a made-for-TV movie in here. I'm not going to completely get into all of it, but these are just some exciting—this is just some things to note, okay? So Ringo was raised by a single mom who cleaned houses— to make ends meet, he overcame life-threatening illness as a child. Because of how sick he was, he was illiterate at eight years old because his illness kept him out of school. All the kids, of course, teased him mercilessly. He felt alienated at school. Then on top of that, he got tuberculosis. He was in a sanatorium for two years recovering from that. And while there, the medical staff put together a little band to keep the kids' spirits up, and they made him a makeshift drumstick, and that is how he learned to drum. Now, if that isn't the most inspiring thing you've ever fucking heard, I'm I'm, um, Listen, it's really remarkable because the Beatles are, like I said, the most important band of all time in terms of influence and you know, to overcome something like that, like a little boy from Liverpool, very poor, um, illness, they told him he was going to die, all this shit, and now look at him, you know what I mean? So, and also, more importantly, in terms of drumming and being in a band, Ringo made the drummer a personality, someone to look at, someone who deserves popularity among a band, not just the member of a band in the back. Before Ringo, nobody really looked at the drummer. Nobody really considered the drummer a person, a personality, a person of note. But Ringo put his drum set on a pedestal, so he was always seen. His kit was elevated. He was really the first known drummer. Now, if you think of, drum- think of drummers right now, who's coming to your brain? Who's coming to your fucking brain? I mean, for me, it's Travis Barker, Questlove, Dave Grohl, Tommy Lee. Motherfucker, Ringo Starr is the reason you know who they are, okay? So he's amazing. Not bad for a little sick boy from Liverpool, okay? So, Ringo rules. Since 1989, he has toured and served as the master of ceremonies with a rotating cast of rock stars in what he calls his all-star band. Um, So Ringo Starr and the all-star band, that's what he's been doing since 1989. It's a super group. Uh, Basically, it's Ringo... And then he puts together a whole band of other famous rock stars, and they tour the world doing hits. Uh, I saw them in 2016, the last time they rolled through town, and I'm not being hyperbolic when I say it was the best concert I've ever been to. (laughs) It's so good, okay? I wept with absolute joy. If you are a Beatles fan, it is very powerful to see Ringo Starr drumming. It is very, very powerful. So I highly recommend. I think their tour is now done, but you got to, if they go again, you got to go, honey. You got to go. And they go all over the world. So I don't know where you're at, but you got to go. Okay. So they rolled through town again this past weekend at the Greek Theater in LA. Of course, I had to go. Let me tell you who's in the supergroup. So he changes the cast uh, every year. Here's who was there this year. Um, let's see. It was Colin Hay of Men at Work. Very exciting, okay. It was Greg Raleigh, lead singer of Santana. Not bad. It was Steve Lukather of Toto and Graham Goldman of the band 10CC. 
Now, that was the one band I wasn't super familiar with, but I guess they had a lot of hits in other countries. They did have one hit in America, which I have written down, but now I can't think of how it goes. So maybe I'll look that up in a second. But he was great, okay? And then I just want to say shout out real quick to the percussion, saxophone, and flutist named Warren Ham and the drummer. Ringo has another drummer because sometimes he sings and dances in the front, and that's Greg Bissonette, who's a fantastic studio and session drummer with the most insane resume. He was incredible. So this is my short review of this concert. A two-hour blast from the past, baby. All killer, no filler. I'm telling you, this concert was fantastic. So basically, the entire stage is filled with rock stars who at one point were the biggest rock stars in the world and at the absolute top of the game. And this was back in the 80s and the 70s when music was completely different. It wasn't, you know what I mean? Like rock stars were were leading everything. So it's very powerful. And here's the most insane part is that their voices are virtually unchanged by the passing decades. I felt like I was in the damn 80s, okay? And the 80s, for me, being a, a kid born in the 80s, I didn't really appreciate the 80s because I was listening to like 90s music and whatnot when I was a kid. The 80s are fucking amazing, okay? If you haven't gone into 80s music, watch Sing Street on Netflix first off. That's an amazing movie. But anyway, their voices are still so strong and fabulous. And that alone makes me want to cry just because it's truly a gift to be given a voice like that and for it to be still so good all these years later. I mean, they're touched by a damn angel. Let me just tell you some of the hits that this band cranked out for us, okay? Have you ever heard of a little ditty called Africa by Toto? I don't know. One of the best choruses of all time I got to hear that. I got to hear Rosanna by Toto, which is, again, fucking so good. I got to hear Land Down Under by Men at Work. I got to hear Black Magic Woman by Santana, sung by the original singer. I mean, it's fantastic. And then, of course, Ringo does all his Beatles songs, all of his originals. They closed it with Get By With A Little Help From My Friends. I mean, come on. It was a magical night under the stars. At the Greek! So, one more point I just want to make. Again, this is a super group of rock stars. Do you know about egos of rock stars and musicians? How big their egos are? For them to all, decades later, after they've been playing their hits all over the world, making their money, they come together and they sing backup on other artist songs the songs that they were up against on the charts and for awards but now they're on stage together singing backup on each other's songs it's truly a beautiful thing to see and it's really just shows you that we need to all unite and not be competitive with each other and that we all want to celebrate music together it's just fucking beautiful <laughs> It was a beautiful night, okay? They're truly having fun and living out their passions, and they're playing with a beetle, which I can't even imagine what that would feel like. And while I'm talking about that, I just want to read you something really quick. So like I said, um, 
one of the members of the band, the guy who is the lead guitarist and backup vocalist on Toto. He's written a bunch of their songs. He's a great musician, Steve Lukather. Steve Lukather, listen to this, okay? He first played guitar at the age of seven when his dad bought him a guitar and gave him a copy of Meet the Beatles. He said that album changed his life and that he was greatly influenced by it. So he's fucking playing with the guy who he first heard when he was seven and it made him a musician. Isn't that powerful? Isn't that powerful? It's, I'm telling you, it's beautiful. It's, the crowd was amazing. Here's one thing about seeing concerts. I'll say this. Every person on the stage was over 60 years old. Every single person on the stage was over 60 years old. They all looked incredible. They sounded incredible. And obviously the crowd was a little older. But I loved it, okay? Because I am so here for sitting down at concerts culture. Okay, everybody was sitting down, listening and having a lovely, relaxing evening, and I loved it, okay? Friday night, I'm crawling up and down the Queen Mary Dark Harbor in the dark. Saturday night, I'm sitting in my seat at the Greek, watching Ringo drum under the stars. I'm telling you, life is beautiful. Let me just tell you something. So while we are talking about... Ringo and his band. I just want to say this is Natch Butte, so I'm going to critique their outfits and their hair a little bit, okay? Like I said, they're all amazing musicians at the top of their craft. They've been touched by an angel with their uh, talent. But Steve from Toto, we need to give him a makeover, if I'm being honest, okay? His hair looks like a party city wig that didn't get stored properly after the party. It's very haggard and and lumpy and and I didn't really look right for him. I I would like to him to take it down a few notches, maybe get a new product. Um it looked a little heavy and weighed down for him. He also had a lot of earrings, which is a look. And he is an 80s rock star, so I don't really want to fault him for the earrings, but we can certainly help him with the hair. Now, everyone on stage was wearing a sassy sport coat that looked like they got it Ann Taylor Loft, which is a look. There was one guy who played the flute during uh, Toto by Af- uh, Africa by Toto. He was wearing a tie-dye bleached T-shirt with a vest over it that looked like he got it from White House Black Market. Now, again, I love that they're living their truth, but the outfits were a real big part of the whole aesthetic for me, and I enjoyed every second of them. Now, let's talk about Ringo, okay? Obviously, I love Ringo, and I would never say anything bad about him. He is spry like a baby kitty cat, and for seven, he's 78 years old, which you would never know if you looked at him. I mean, I'm telling you, decades off that is what he looks. And now, what do I always say? Money is the best lotion. Ringo's very, very, very wealthy. So there is something to that, but he looks fantastic. His outfit, bless him. I love his, I love his clothes. To me, he dresses like Katie Seagal's character from Sons of Anarchy, uh, Gemma Teller, which if you haven't seen Sons of Anarchy, um, she plays a character who is like the old lady of, you know, the president of the MC, meaning a biker's wife. That's how Ringo dresses. And I love it, though. I'm not trying to dog him. He looks great. He has one dangly earring. He wears like metallic skinny jeans and a sassy sport coat. 
He looks fantastic. He's I just give me a sip of Ringo any day and I will take a sip. You know what I mean? So I think I've said it all about Ringo. Shout out to the guy playing the flute. He killed it. Shout out to Toto by Africa. I mean, Africa by Toto. I keep doing that. Shout out to Africa by Toto. It's such a good song. So here's what I want everybody to do tonight. Number one, look up uh, Toto and listen to that that album that has Rosanna and Africa on it, okay? Because they really need to get some plays. Also, listen to the Beatles if you haven't ever, okay? Um, oh, the last thing I was going to say, uh, speaking of... <laughs> Speaking of peace and love, peace and love, there's a famous Ringo video where he tells everybody to stop sending him fan mail, and he says, I'm warning you with peace and love, and it's like a funny thing, and so I thought it would be a good opportunity to tell everybody something kind of um, bitchy too. (laughs) So basically, I have a lot of new fans or new listeners, and I'm loving it, but a lot of the older listeners, uh, original listeners of Nashville know that I got carpal tunnel last year because I was on my phone too much, and I know it's such a millennial problem. I guess Kim Kardashian has it too. It happens to the best of us, but I can't answer DMs on Instagram. So if y'all DM me and say, hey, Jackie, can you recommend a leave-in condition for me? I can't. If you want to email me, I might get to you. So if you want to email me, Jackie at Natchbute.com. Send me an email, but if you send me a DM, I'm not going to be able to write you back, and then I'm going to feel bad. So just know that if you DM me and I don't get back to you, I'm not trying to be rude. I appreciate you hitting me up. I wish I could talk to y'all all day, honestly, but my hand is on fire. So if you email me, I can type on my computer and then it won't hurt my hand as much. So please email me if you need any recs or you want to tell me something or you want to send me a link. Please email me at Jackie at Nashby.com. The last thing I'm going to say is I love sitting down at the Ringo concert, but next month in November, I'm going to Vegas and I'm going to be seeing Blink-182 at the Palms for their Vegas residency. And this is to celebrate two things. One, my eight-year anniversary with my husband. Uh, It's our eight-year dating anniversary. You know when you get married and you're like, do we have to, like, erase all those other years? Well, we're not because we've been together too fucking long. So So we're going to Vegas to celebrate eight years together and to celebrate my birthday to see my second favorite band of all time, Blink-182. That's right, the Beatles and (laughs) Blink-182. Quite the spectrum. So I'm going to be getting in shape this whole month because I want to be able to really party at this concert and get up. We're going to be in the pit. I'm going to party. It's going to be fun. If any Vegas honeys have any exciting ideas or things for me to do with Adam while I'm there, please email me at jackieatnashby.com because last time I was in Vegas, the honeys came through for me and I would love it if y'all had some more ideas. If any of the honeys work at casinos, you have anything fun going on there you want me to know about. I, I got a lot of DMs last time I was there. I work at the Wynn. I work here. I would love to meet the honeys. I would love for y'all to tell me what's going on. So hit me up at jackieatnashby.com because, honey, I'm going to be partying in Vegas. I have my workout clothes on right now. I'm going right to the gym. I'm trying to get in shape for blank. So that's going to conclude this episode of Jackie's October Frights and Delights. Tune in next week and see what crazy spooky things I got into there this week. And also, we have some spooky episodes of Natch Butte coming up for October. So get excited for that. Tune in. Keep listening. Keep subscribing. Keep writing those iTunes reviews. And thanks for listening, baby. Have yourself a spooky week. It's a good show. Do you love anime, gaming, movies, and discovering how your favorite pop culture affects everything you do? Then join us on Crunchyroll Presents The Anime Effect. 
I'm Nick Friedman. I'm Lee Alec Murray. And I'm Leah President. Every week you can listen in while we break down the latest pop culture news and dish on what new releases we can't get enough of. Whether you love movies, I'm going to tell you all about the uh, hopeful 4K re-release of Tron Legacy that happens. <laughs> <laughs> I'm right there with you. Or music. The music in this show yeah. is absolutely yeah. incredible. Or anime. Yeah, and under this sure. mask is another mask. <laughs> <laughs> you can discover your new favorites right here on The Anime Effect. Listen every Friday, wherever you get your podcasts, and watch full video episodes on Crunchyroll or on the Crunchyroll YouTube channel.